there was somebody talking about last names and whatnot. It wasn't Fraser. It was a few years ago. We were still at the StubHub Center when the the show that we would do live there covered every division, every heat. Like it was just an overwhelming tidal wave of information and names and divisions and categories and everything. And there was some Masters athlete who had gone several times, uh, female, I think like 50 to 54. Funky last name. wasn't Smith or something. And uh, I said it wrong. I guess historically have said it wrong. I just didn't know. And the games end Sunday night. It's all over. And she podiumed somewhere. So I had to say her name again in the finals. Again, congratulations to whoever it was. Thought I said it right. Leaving. Droves of people heading out. And here comes this older woman. Medal around her neck. You know, Jersey obviously did it. And her her husband with, with her. Inebriated. And you know quite happy and just let me know with his arm around her say hey her name is whatever whatever it is the game's three times you should know that do you know her name and you're just not saying no i don't i i actually i don't that that's actually how much i don't okay i don't and uh i was just like you know one of those times where i had to represent the brand i was like appreciate your input so much sir (laughs) thanks a lot i'll go home and take that under advisement we didn't just film live for seven days have a good night. Thanks for being a ray of light. LaCroix is not a sponsor, and I don't condone drinking it. I want to start the show with saying that. Let's get that out of the way immediately. You, you, wait, you don't condone drinking it? No, I don't. Okay. But that doesn't mean, like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't mean anything, I'm, I'm against it. You are it, against it? It doesn't mean I'm against oh, it. Oh, you drink it, though. I do drink it. But you don't I'm condone not going to drink this one because it's not cold, but I don't <laughs> condone it. Would you rather have Perrier, Perrier, or? Uh, I'm leaving the sponsorship opportunities open with Matt, Matthew. What's the difference Smart between move. doing something and condoning something? Like if you're speeding somewhere and you look at your son, you're like, I don't condone speeding, even though we're doing 30 over. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, it, yeah. it is, it is like that. Well, it's, it's kind of this world of duality we live in, in, in when, uh, I'm Armenian and, and when you say that you don't like something in Armenian, it doesn't mean you dislike it. You know what I mean? It just okay. means you don't like it. That okay. still leaves room open that you may sure. love it or that you like it a lot. Right. No, in I, English, I get that. In English, I might say someone, someone, ah, I don't like Pat. And they're like, whoa, he doesn't, he dislikes Pat. But that's not really what it means. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Right? Okay. Fair enough. I don't know if that holds in the court there's, of law, but that's the way my. Right. That's what we're going to go with on the podcast. <laughs> my, right? You're following my logic. Um, I think like the one negative comment we've ever received from the podcast ever You've only received one negative comment. I I think. If that. If that, yeah. Is, um, uh, no, two, two. Um, one that, um, I, I was too aggressive, um, with with, Mr. Bailey. With Mr. Bailey. Carnal man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the second was, is that when you were on the show that, um, Rory's and Rory and I had a spat that didn't allow you to tell the stories that they wanted to hear. I also heard one dumb motherfucker say that I should leave the interviewing up to you and I should stop doing the podcast. (laughs) Well, that is, uh, the wonderful world that we live in. People have their freedoms to express it on YouTube or wherever. I haven't seen Eric laughter smile on the podcast once and he just did. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> uh yesterday we we received um lots and lots of feedback um about all the mics finally working which is huge monumental um progress for eric yeah yeah, yeah well done my friend i mean you're just making a step up to that next level well i mean he has a a history of working in the podcast industry 
senior engineer. <laughs> what is what is the liftoff? Oh man, um, the liftoff. And why don't you just call it with what it is, or it, call it like so I don't have to ask you. Why don't you Why don't you have it, the title be self-explanatory? What do you mean? Well, you know, I don't know what it is. I have to ask you what it oh. is. <laughs> What's the open? Oh, good point. The, okay. <laughs> right. You win. Uh, the liftoff is. People love to lift big weights. Okay. I mean, we're not running a competition with 400 meter and 800 meter dashes. Nobody would sign up, right? I mean, people love to clean and jerk and snatch. And it's the only thing we do all year round that also allows people to sign up in a specific weight division that says, you know, hey, congratulations. You know, you snatch 10 pounds more than I do, but you outweigh me by 70 pounds. So you can take that out of the equation, almost compare apples to apples like it's a, a lifting meet. And then on top of that, there's traditionally a third event that is a mixed modality CrossFit kind of a deal to make sure that the overall winner has, you know, well-rounded capacity and you have lungs and you can do other things. What are the two lifts again? I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Clean and jerk and Mm -hmm. the snatch. Clean and jerk and snatch. Yep. Why not the deadlift and the bench press? Well, we might have a powerlifting meet down the road. So what would a powerlifting meet be? squat dead press yeah. so the so the liftoff is always these two snatch it's been olympic lifting and, cl- and clean and jerk yep olympic lifting heavy and then so you're saying the next one is going to have like burpees or something in it to weed out the just just it'll have strength guys it'll have something yeah if you get some do you know monster, what that workout is already i do if you get some monster of a dude that just spends his days excelling at those two lifts and nothing else and crushes everybody can't do movement a b or c we just want to make sure that person doesn't walk away as the best overall athlete because they're definitely the best lifter mm-hmm. but they're not the best overall athlete have you done the workout the third workout have you done that mm-hmm. so the, so you've done the third workout when will you announce this third workout i want to say that the liftoff is like um we're in september october end of november early december i want to say it's like november 30th to december 4th off the top of my head is when i think liftoff is Oh, look at that. If you so, had to yeah. challenge if you had to challenge Eric in in one mo- one thing, like a four hundred meter run, eight hundred meter run, mile run, deadlift, um, uh, clean and jerk, bench press, what would you what would you challenge him in to guarantee you the win? Oh man. Do you know anything about his fitness? Uh, I well I've seen him work out a decent amount. I know he's sneaky fit. <laughs> he's sneaky fit so what you're saying is his physique doesn't <laughs> yes um, that's exactly what i'm saying yeah, yeah 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 tommy marquez is sneaky fit yeah i think yeah. he might even be more sneaky fit than tommy in a weird way and this might come off as so insulting and i hope that it does not pat Vellner is sneaky fit like he doesn't look like a jacked yeah. yoked ripped shredded dude he looks fit don't get me wrong but he doesn't look like podium fit uh, but he performs like no does one's fraser business. look podium fraser look podium fit He's a pretty yoked, ripped up dude. Ben Smith is sneaky fit. Oh man, I yeah. see what you're saying, but I think I disagree. But I also think that the thing with Vellner is, is it's it's not. He looks like he can move a house. He just doesn't look like he can run around the block. Yeah, I mean, he can somehow do it all. <laughs> right. So him, he's a good deadlifter. I know he's actually a fast oh, runner. It. I really too. want to see you guys have a deadlift competition <laughs> or some shit. This I would have to go horse something like. Some thrusters for time would be my only my only hope. I was gonna say front squats or front. That'd be my yeah. only. I think most other things he would take me down. Yeah, Patrick's got a good. I think he front would take squat. me down. Yeah. Wow, you that just interview... rolled off my tongue. Did you hear that? 
just got a good Patrick. Spot. I wonder if that was Vel- a channel Velma. You should uh, interview this man. I mean, because he lost a ton of weight and now he's working with the company. And... Yeah, you can sit in the dunce chair. Eric's a real chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the so the lift off you've done, you've done the you've done the workout. We're going to announce it on November thirtieth. Is that what you said? November thirtieth. Is that third workout secured yet, or you're still working on it? I certainly hope that it's secured because we've filmed everything and, and mm. the crazier things have happened. But yeah, it's pretty much locked down. Why is it that we see you working on the liftoff and uh, what was the one we did just before the liftoff? Team series. Team, Team series. series. We see you working so hard on it downstairs and we see you putting the workouts together. And that when you're questioned about it, you tell people Dave Castro makes up the workout. <laughs> Well, there's first fiddle and there's second fiddle. Okay. And so I play second fiddle. That's like an orchestra similar? Yeah, I think so. I play second fiddle a lot. and <coughs> Same here. Yeah, and I'm good with it because, you second know. Second fiddle table. Second fiddle helps the first fiddle. And, uh, and yeah, so Dave Dave is the final say. And like I said, sometimes I'll submit him things and he might like them. He might wildly change them and they look nothing like I submitted in any way, shape, Has or form. Has that ever so, happened before? Which one? Where you submitted something and he changed it wildly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. You're absolutely. not just saying that? No, absolutely. Okay. Like, uh, do you sure. get offended by that? I used to. Yeah, I used to. But then I realized, like, it's funny. You can get offended like, by it. Like, but do you know who I am? I'm Pat, I'm, 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 I'm there's Pat no, Sherwood. Like, there had to be, like, an evolution in myself to, to be comfortable with that. Because programming to a degree is, I, let's say you had to test something that was, you wanted a short overhead barbell movement and that was going to be the bias and you know you chose grace that would do it mm. maybe so and so chose uh isabel because it's their they like that one that they still in general accomplishing roughly the same goal you could have nuances what the difference is or maybe dt would have fit it's a little bit long but it's still barbell heavy and it goes overhead from the ground and it's like it's shades of right or wrong and it's shades of personal taste to accomplish the same goal and it's just some of that is just yeah that whatever gets chosen still works and everyone has their little flavor their touch they like to do things and if it doesn't line up then it gets changed and if you take all of that personally it's going to be a very tough career so right and and, and when you're choosing these workouts it's kind of like i imagine it i imagine it kind of like being like a triple beam scale right you have what you want to test on one side and then on the other side you have um uh the workout what the workout is but then what you know or what the goal you're trying to accomplish with the test and then you have the workout on the other side and then the other really those are the big big weights like when you put like the big heavy one on there but when you're fine-tuning that scale you have to think about what's media friendly There's a a lot. What the affiliates have accessibility to, right? I don't think that's Um, what people... There's always a critique, right? Right. And you put anything Mm -hmm. out to now whatever we have, millions of subscribers, you're not going to get a million thumbs up. You know, people like chocolate, people like vanilla, whatever. People don't take that into account of, yes, it has to be an effective, especially if it's like the open, has to be an effective test, has to be an effective test that fits certain equipment restrictions, has to be an effective test that fits certain time domains. Um, some things you just can and can't test in the open format. It'd be great to run a 10K, just physically, you know, can't do that. Uh, might be great to put an assault bike in the open. I mean, back in the day, we didn't put Concept 2 rowers in a lot of our online competitions because back then it wasn't a piece of gear that most affiliates had. Fast forward a certain number of years, we can confidently program 
mm. a concept to rower and know that the overwhelming majority of the population will are you be able saying to that that's that. going to be in the liftoff this year <laughs> yeah exactly Ooh, Is that, it, it sounded like that to me that's uh the potential crossfit hint but that i mean all that stuff is would you could you see a rower in the liftoff could i see a rower in the liftoff yeah i could see multiple things in the liftoff multiple rowers i could see multiple things <laughs> confusion when when megan mitchell um or, or dave told me that megan mitchell came up with this idea to um who's megan mitchell's a long time veteran staff knows the ins and outs of what goes on here in this office hq office and uh when she came up with this idea to switch the team series from four people to two people he was telling me he didn't like it at first and then he slept on it and woke up in the morning and he's like shit brilliant idea mm-hmm. and when you when you talk about like it being difficult to process new people's ideas or to take that without being offended or, you know, that when Greg Dave told that story, I think he told it on the update show okay. um, when Tommy Marquez was interviewing him. I'm like, wow, that's really, that's cool. Yep. You know what I mean? It's subtle, but, it, but like for those of us who know, like that's really cool. He's giving credit where credit's due. He's saying he didn't like the idea, but he, it ended up in hindsight, everyone loves it and Dave loves it. And the truth is there's a lot of smart people in this office, you know, right. and if you're operating in a silo, you could still come up with some really good stuff, right? But in it, but if you spend a whole bunch of time, a whole bunch of hours writing, creating this orchestra and symphony, like of course you're going to take pride in it, and then you put it forth, and you wouldn't put it forth unless you thought it was really spectacular, right? And then to hear, you know, if it gets dissected or picked apart, you're a human, right? Of course that stings, of course. But if you can take a step back and remove that emotional component and think, what's the end goal? The end goal is putting the best product forward not necessarily that i wrote it i did it is the best product for whatever right usually after it's dissected by dave or whoever i get input from leaf or whatnot even if it stings that they say well i don't like it i like better like it better like this if i can then sleep on and look at it the next day nine times out of ten i'm like actually that is better like, and i guess it, if you respect i guess if better. you respect the people when i heard you say leaf's name if you respect the people and you guys have a deep relationship right it makes it feel like process rather than i'm right and you're wrong yep so it's again it's the right thing to do it doesn't mean it's always easy to do were you ever in big sky for any of those events yes once were you at the were you there when rich and dan were there and tony blower was doing the um the little little you know small um group i think you and i were there the same year and that was the year before that was the year i started the motorcycle trip because i left from big sky oh Uh, maybe you were there then do you, do you do you know about that story about um, they were doing like a demo and Rich had Dan in a headlock? Do you know anything about that story? It sounds oddly familiar, but I cannot remember it. Uh, okay, because uh, it was something I wanted to get in. Tony Blower was on the show yesterday. It was something I wanted to get in with him, and I thought it'd be great to get your opinion. But if you didn't see it, it was just a really really intense encounter um, where they were supposed to be demoing and doing something, and next thing you know, Rich has got Dan in a headlock, and Dan's trying to get out of it, and then Rich just throws him on the ground. And it was like, whoa, it was, it was intense. Competitive people. And, yes, and I thought it escalated rather quickly. Interesting. Huh. Um, no, I did. I wish I would have seen that. Yeah. Um, wh- how did you, a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine. Somebody you condone. If he's listening, it's a friend of mine. If he's not listening, it's an acquaintance <laughs> it's of mine. It's like the mafia. Is, is, is um, uh, entering the Navy with the goals of being a SEAL. Oh, boy. When you entered the Navy, was that a, your goal upon entering yeah yep i i knew that i wanted to do that i decided my sophomore year in high school i never looked back 
just decided it one day. And do you remember what the catalyst for that was? What triggered that? Um, I knew that I didn't grow up in some crazy military household. My grandfather was in the military, uh, was on a ship in World War II, which sank. He survived. Wow. And then... Do you my, know that story in detail? Has your grandfather told you? Yeah, they, they were under kamikazes and whatnot and got hit. Yeah, and went down. Had to abandon ship. And Pearl said, Harbor? He said, no, just... uh. I'm not quite sure where they were, but yeah. I was, and kamikaze is a meaning when a Japanese pilot has said, hey, I'm going to give my life and use my plane, Allah bin Laden, as a weapon. Yeah, pretty much. So, wow. Yeah. He was the ship's barber oh. when they weren't under attack. Oh. And when they were under attack, he was like Porter Starboard Gunner. It's like, <laughs> oh, that, that's, like, that's like my sophomore year in high school. My PE teacher was also my biology teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. everything's good to go. You're wow. cutting hair. Yeah. Hey, we got something coming in on the radar. Like, I'll be right back. I'll tune you up when I get back. Yeah. Like, I got a 1245. Down. Yeah, exactly. So, but he didn't talk about it much, didn't do much, you know. Uh, so there was, there was that. My dad was in the Navy during the Vietnam era, but didn't, didn't deploy, stayed in the U.S. and worked on planes, hated every second of being in the military period end of story worst three years of his life so it wasn't like i got a push from him right but i don't know i just always felt an odd kind of call to service patriotism kind of a thing and i didn't really know too many people there was no interwebs or whatnot back then so i just started reading whatever books i could get my hands on and what is describe to me when you say patriotism meaning um when you were doing the Pledge of Allegiance in class, it felt good to you, or your family know. was like, "Go America," or like, what do you mean? No, I, I, none felt, of that was. You felt thankful for what you had compared to what you thought other people had in other lands. Or? It's very tough to to quantify. I don't know why. Okay. Like I say, because I didn't didn't grow up in any. I would consider just a very average American household, not overly jaded one way or another. But I just always felt like I wanted to go in the military. Voting? And, Did your family vote? Yeah, just okay. wanted to go in the military and at least do a few years of the country okay quite frankly and i started reading um books about all four services because i had no particular allegiance to anyone really was any part of you wanting to join the military to avoid making decisions about other parts of your life like oh, i don't want to no. go to college i don't want to choose a major i need to get away from my dad there was there any no. other like you can't think of any other like no i was just i was kind of fascinated you by wanted to thing. get out of the ghetto I think I probably also grew up just watching too much A Team and you know the the or the Chuck Norris. Movies I love back it when then. a plan comes together. The Chuck Norris movies. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yeah. George Papard. Murdoch, right? Oh, I like the missing in action or something. Whatever. Yes. I probably saw too yes. many. You know, Rambo, First Blood. Yes. Just whatever. And I was like, got got fascinated. Started reading, and after I read about the regular services, started reading about the special operations, special forces communities, and uh, those sounded fascinating. And I just sifted down to what one to me seemed like it was the most challenging hardest based upon what i read and i was like well if i'm gonna do it i might as well try that one and then the, that was the hook and then i started digging more into that community do you recognize that in and your personality I, had that became fascinated did you have that in your personality before like in the seventh grade did you enter the spelling bee because you, you knew it was the hardest thing going on at the no. time or no, no. So you hadn't I seen was, that trait in you of pursuing the hardest thing until you saw that? No, I was just a little chubby kid who wasn't good at sports and wasn't overly competitive and didn't care about being competitive. What organized sports did you play? I played a little, just a little Little League baseball for a few years. I think I played football for one day and hated it and stopped. What position did you play in baseball? I was catcher. Oh, 
Hmm. Well, that's didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I know. I thought he was going to say like left field. That's why yeah. I got such a good squat. You know, <laughs> is there some connection? I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> Beats me. Okay, so so your sophomore year, you um you go to the library and you're checking out the the, the seal books, mm-hmm. and you're consuming everything you can on VHS. Right. Right. Exactly. Was it, it was exactly. VH, how old are you? I am 42. Uh, yeah. So VHS. Or Betamax, right? Potentially, I don't know. Yeah, there were there were VCRs in the house, that's for sure. Never seen one, just heard of it. And then, what do your parents say? And do you enlist before you get? Is that what's called enlist? Let me tell you a why that's a good question, mm-hmm. and b why I was already thinking of that question and debating whether or not to let you into that little kernel of my life. Gotcha. Well, you know, <laughs> watch this move, Matt. Mm-hmm. We can edit any of this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make no, sure it's totally. Good. It was actually quite. Uh, <coughs> my parents were quite against it. So my father was an accountant, had his own accounting firm, and the path was supposed to be, I was going to take over the accounting firm. Okay? Are you Jewish? Being an accountant, I'm not. Okay. I always want. I always, you know, looked up to it. Always wanted to be. Um, and uh, I just never, never felt any calling. Never cared. And I remember every night, he was a big smoker, Marlboros. Just you know, two packs a day, reading reading the paper down in the cellar, as we would say in Massachusetts, Massachusetts reading the paper down in the cellar. And sure. so he the day that it dawned on me, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna be a freaking Navy SEAL. How proud is my, you know, father gonna be like, This is this is the moment, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I open up the door to the cellar and I get about halfway down and he's he's there. I can see his back, he's reading the paper. And I'm like I'm like, Hey dad. Like, yeah, I'm like, figured it out. I'm gonna be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little town in Massachusetts, middle. Of, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Might as well try to be an astronaut, which is something I looked into actually. And uh, didn't he look up from the paper? He goes, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life." Wow. You're, you're gonna be an accountant. Head back upstairs. Now, <laughs> now, did he know what a SEAL was at the time? Because it was it was not as publicized in. Yeah, he did. He did. Yep. Four, From being in two, the Navy whatever. and everything, okay. too. Yep. This is yep. 92, right? Um, if I was a sophomore in... You graduated 94? Uh, 93 is when I graduated. Okay, so 91. 91-ish. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. 91. Something's going on with my headphones. My headphones just crapped out on one side. Eric. Yeah, you know what that means, right Eric? Side. That means the complaints are going to pour. And that means <laughs> anyone, mayday, mayday. anyone watching the show with mono now. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it over? Okay, so he says he oh, says There we go. I just heard it back now. He says Eric just put a piece of gum on it. <laughs> uh so your so your dad says stupidest thing ever and you're and you're, cru- and you're crushed. Like Pat's trying to get out of the story. Why w- let me ask you this, the let's doctor. Go back. before we take off from there. Why wouldn't you tell this story? Does I, it seem too intimate? No, I mean what's my Instagram of? Well, let's take a look. It's it's basically of dry erase boards. I could do a whole show on my feelings about linchpin, but we'll save that for a whole. <laughs> this is my. You got a I feel like we should. I feel like we should build our relationship up to that. This is my. This is my. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't share. That's impressive. But you've changed. You've changed in terms of letting people in your life and the intimacy that you're having with the community in the past year. I mean, I mean, so look what, at there's that. one. There's look one. At that. There's one photo of me out of how many what's the the most recent how many photos that's chase ingram oh. that's me you know on here i think people follow you for the whiteboard but when i go I to your say, instagram over, I, went, I went straight to the picture of you talking overwhelmingly not me 
Like it's just I don't know. It's not even that's funny. I have a very public job, and I think because I have a very public job, it makes me very much appreciate the private side of my life. If mm. that makes sense, it, it, it you know it. Yeah. Do you feel that way? I love the private side of my life. I like to death, but like I don't. I I haven't been. I I can't make that connection he's making. Hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like people share a lot on Instagram, which is cool. Yeah. To each their own. We live in a wonderful world. Yeah. To each their own. But I'm just like, man, if you're sharing everything about the more intimate or private side of your life with the world, that would, in my mind, dilute whatever it is you have with your quote unquote close friends unless you have another batch of secret stuff that makes them feel special or like if you're just dumping it to everybody look at you tag it to you, everybody you tag me in this i never knew you tagged me that's i'm all getting all warm inside paying it forward thank you okay okay no more email uh oh what <laughs> no what more are, email what are you linking to oh that's the email of the day oh everyone are, do you belong to the email of the day pat i do good i do um he says, stupidest idea ever, are you crushed? Like, are your feelings hurt? Do you want to cry? Do you waver for a second? I didn't waver. I was just like, oh, well, that was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, As a 16-year-old child, I was You know, it's, uh, it didn't, it, it, and I might have just, you know, blocked that or whatnot, but like, it don't, I don't look back on that as being this like deflated, went upstairs, contemplated taking a bottle of Tylenol and going to bed. You know, like it was... It, it it wasn't that I was just kind of like oh well, that's too bad because I, I know this is what I'm gonna do, so. And your mom, what was her reaction? Um, wasn't that you know she was that mixture of trying to be a supportive mom but obviously not happy because, you know, I don't think any mom wants their son to go like when they imagine what that job potentially involves it's a lot of danger potential death and a flag on a coffin so she's probably like could you pick something else please yeah, like right does that right. what you have to do so it was that mixture of like i want to support you i love you but oh boy i don't want to hear that maybe your father's got a point right hey accounting <laughs> is a great career you know so yeah and when did you first go into the recruiter's office uh so i went i would have gone in the recruiter's office if i enlisted but I went the officer route, so I went to college first, got involved in an ROTC program, which an ROTC program, I can't even remember what it stands for, reserve. I remember those guys in college. They're, they're always like running around, hoorah. Shaved and head, shit. annoying, yeah, yeah. crazy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't annoying, but they're just running. They're like the cheerleading team doing their own cheerleading shit. America's cheerleading. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, they're just all over campus doing so shit. So then we did that. Well, you're in class. At the end of that, I got commissioned and went into the navy and that was that yep um and so when you go in as an officer that means that you only have to sign up for two years uh signed up for four it was a four-year commitment and are they encouraging or discouraging of you becoming a seal in the rotc unit just yeah as as, as people in the, the as people one. who are already in the military and you're you're trying to make that leap are they like hey kid that's a fucking pipe dream why don't you just go work on a ship like grandpa here's a pair of scissors yeah it it <laughs> it, it depends largely because there's not a lot there's just not a lot of team guys period right so i mean there was no seal in the leadership i mean the leadership at the rotc unit was the general divisions of the navy which are represented like there was a sur like a ship guy surface warfare there was an aviator there was probably a submariner submarine dude uh, maybe like a supply officer or something but there's no one for the special operations community for sure 
And so they don't even know a lot about that community. And so the information's super vague. The community that you're trying to get in, you know, it's shrouded with mystery and mystique and no one freaking knows it. Like, it's just hard to get any information as to actually right. doing it. They don't know. They Do you be, even see the path? Can you see like... The path, the path through... So if you went to college, you went to ROTC and you said, hey, I want to go, I want to be a SEAL, then you would do your normal normal college student classes. You would then do your normal stuff with the ROTC unit drill or whatever it was, you know, once or twice a week whenever they would meet and you'd have these classes on leadership or Navy flags or some other weird thing that I would never use in my life. And, you know, that stuff you had to do. But then if between your junior and senior year and that summer there – when it became pretty serious, like, hey, you're a senior next year after that's the military, whatever it was that you thought you wanted to do, you would go to a midshipman cruise, I think is what it's called. So if you wanted to be an aviator. That sounds fun. It, the midshipman, <laughs> midshipman cruise. cruise. It yeah. does sound yeah, like yeah, a Disneyland yeah. vacation. Yeah, yeah. Um, they take you out on a boat. Do if some you wanted to be an aviator, you'd probably go spend two or three weeks with an aviation group somewhere. Okay. And if you wanted to be surface warfare, you wanted to be, you might go on a submarine for if that's what you wanted to do. And you could either come back and be like, "Well, I was way off on that. Uh, you right. know, I've got one more year. I need to figure out something else to do." Or it solidifies what you want to do. So, where did you for go? Me, I still had to do because you're going into the Navy, which is all boats. You know, I can't stand boats. So you. I still had to do three weeks on a ship out in the middle of nowhere. It was just awful, horrific, terrible three weeks just doing whatever, ship stuff. I never wanted to go on a ship. Did you get motion sickness? No, didn't get motion sickness. And then... Then it wasn't that bad, trust me. Then... Uh, <laughs> then motion sickness is fucked. After that, I had three weeks of what was called mini buds. So Bud's is, oh, yeah. Bud's is SEAL school. So three weeks on the boat, and then you didn't get to come back and hang out and party back at college. You went to three weeks of mini Bud's. Right. So on only, the ship, I had to stay in shape. That only people going the college route get. Correct. Like my buddy who's just going to go straight from high school, he's not going to get mini Bud's. Correct. And this is the most important part. If you're going the officer route and not the enlisted route, mm -hmm. to, to potentially get one of those SEAL slots. So mini Bud's is three weeks long. Buds itself is three phases long, takes okay. six to eight months, and each phase takes however. So mini buds was three weeks long. Each week was supposed to simulate a phase, so okay. to speak. So, mm. and you went there, and there was you've got our, all the ROTC schools in the world. You've got the Naval Academy, which produces a, a tremendous amount of officers, and so there are two mini buds classes I think every summer. So we were one of those classes. And I want to say there was about forty future officers that wanted to be team guys. So they thought in my class, well, annually, you know, you've got a bunch of enlisted guys that go through buds and then the officers are the leadership. You need a lot fewer number of those. So there's a bunch of slots, so to speak, relatively speaking for enlisted dudes. And there's very few slots for officers over the course of the year. But there's also very few, there's much fewer people taking your route also. Right, right. But let's say they only need, I don't know, Trying to give you an accurate number here. You know, 30 officers over the course of the year for bud slots, you know. Oh, wow. And so there's annually 30. Right. Jeez. Yeah. So let's say there's a few hundred or something that want to be. I mean, you've got how many ROTC schools in the whole country, you know, even if just Same even college. if even if four kids in every state just want to be a SEAL, that's 600 yeah. 
yeah. kid. You know, so there's there's uh, a lot of whoa, people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Four times whoa, five. Whoa. Four times 50? 50. 200. Uh, 200, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric has spoken. Thank you. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of people for a few spots. So to wean that down, on the officer side, it's mini buds. So okay. at the end of those three weeks, <clears throat> that's basically who does well at mini buds mm-hmm. is going to get to go to buds. Okay. So it was that was like the crucial huge step that if you want to be an officer and get a slot to buds, you better do really well at mini buds. Is that what seal fit is? Mini buds? I don't know what seal fit. I think that's <laughs> isn't that just you want to be a seal? You, that's their recommended. I'm not quite sure. Okay. What it is. Okay. So, yeah. So I went to mini buds, and you watch people get we- weaned out. Uh, most people, most people made it through. And Do they have the bell and mini buds the that buds, I've heard about? I mean, yeah, they got the bell. They, they got all that. Yeah, and it was crappy. It was a crappy, awful. I mean, as a college student, I've never done anything really mm-hmm. hard in my life. And then you've got these. You have to understand a certain thing about the military to get this. So, like, that's a lot. That's I, a lot of wire. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> yes, how to, go, go. I don't Pat, even know how Pat, to say this. Pat, oh, say it. What do we have to know about the military? You know, if, if people listening to the podcast, if they've been in the military, they're going to fall into one of two categories: officers or enlisted dudes. Right. And there would nothing that would warm. An enlisted dude's heart, which are kind of the sled dogs, the workers, you know, right. the blue collar guys, then to have a group of officers, which is basically what they have at Minibuds, all these future officers, mm. you know, oh. silver spoon people that they get to just throttle for three weeks. And it's enlisted guys <laughs> who are running Minibuds. Awesome. They I just love it. throttle us. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it. they, I mean, they don't, so for a college kid that had, again, never really done anything too hard, hadn't been away from home that much. You know, somebody yelled at you when you're not, you know, you didn't make your bed or whatnot. But this, I mean, this was three weeks of like, your life is not your life for the first time. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a uncomfortable. What, what did you weigh? What did you weigh then? It sounds like it. Uh, I weigh the exact same I do right now, like 185 to 190. Okay. 185 yeah. pounds? You wear it well. You, sure that's all calves. Oh, wait, you <laughs> thought, you thought he weighed less than that? Uh, maybe a little more. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 185 to 190. Yeah. Oh. You look stout. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're finding some wiggle room now. Yeah, it's five, five pounds. <laughs> Is that your na- do you Are you weigh naked? I don't weigh that often, but it'll either be shorts or naked. Okay. Or if, I'm, if I'm fully clothed, I figure there's a, a pound you get an and a half read. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's crazy to weigh naked. Why? I mean, you weigh naked if you're naked, but I, I think Sherwood is the kind of guy who takes oh, his clothes oh, off I to gotcha. get on the scale. No, like if I'm that all, would be... Like, if I'm in my hotel room and there's a scale in there and I get on it, right. like, I just look at it and that's how much I weigh. Gotcha. No, there would be but one I of those things where we have a bathroom reading. scale at home. If I hop out of the shower, I stand on the scale. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you don't disrobe to and get an accurate measurement and punch it into your... No, I'm not a former wrestler. All right. Weighing out your strawberries, got to strip down. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's <laughs> the two people I know who does that, Dave Castro does that and Gary Roberts does that. Like, they got to get naked to... Yeah, how else are you going to get an accurate reading? You don't need an accurate reading. Well, then why are you weighing? Just to get a ballpark. Nah. Make sure you didn't think you were 185 or 210. <laughs> 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 you know? Big swings. I think it goes the other way. If you're like a fully clothed wearer, you're scared of seeing it. So you're like, ah, I've got a little bit of room here because I didn't get an accurate weighing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe even some denial there when you wear clothes. Yeah, I you think want, it, you it, want the denial. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, pro- I probably weigh. That's like seven pounds of clothes. We'll call it 183. Did, did you ever have aspirations to gain more weight? Have you ever been no, like, oh, I've hey, never... I want to be 225 and blah, blah, blah. I've never like that whole 200. I don't want to be anywhere near 200 pounds. 
Um, no. Because um, J- Josh and Dan and some other people that I met, there are guys in that camp. And like every once in a while, they'll be like, well, how, like if I make a crack about their size, something, they'll be like, how much do you weigh? And I'll be like, I don't know, like 165. And they, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, <laughs> and I really want to weigh 145. I was going to say, I think a lot of, a lot of guys. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, I don't want to be. A lot of guys want to be bigger. Like I, I don't need to be bigger. I would like to be five pounds lighter like i don't i'd I love to no, be like adrian bosman i got no interest in being bigger at all yeah adrian's 165 in a fucking piece of rebar and fucking he can he's strong yep. and can handstand walk with one hand yep no you I, know what i mean like that's good for me yep like, i would i got no interest in that at all yeah uh it, it may be an age thing too but those guys aren't that young who uh dan and josh no they're practically masters athletes <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're late for the doctor. I am late for I'm late for my 11 a.m. Uh, appointment with the anesthesiologist. 11:15. You pass mini buds. We'll finish on this note before we continue. What was your dad's and mom's reaction to to realizing? Oh shit, that's gonna happen. Our son is gonna go to go to war. Well, at that at that time, graduating mini buds, you still I still didn't know if I had a slot to go. So at that point in time, it's still an unknown. You do, you, know, do you come home and tell your parents, "Wow, that went great," or you just kind of mums the word, keep that shit to yourself? Uh, no, I definitely told them about it, and you know that we still had a whole. Do you know that it went great? Like when you leave there, is a guy slap you on the ass and say, "Good job, Sherwood." I do remember. Man. I do remember Atta my boy. exit, my exit interview with a guy um, who shall remain nameless. Funny, I, I wound up working for him later on when I made it through. Do I know? And no. Okay. No, and I was kind of the same as I am right now. He was an average athlete. There were some incredible athletes going through like you know navy swim team cross country i mean just could not compete on on any level that you know i've never been a great runner i'm a good runner by crossfit standards not by special operations standards boys and run and swim i could always meet the standards but nobody was like tell me about your training program that was yeah amazing. I, I, I remember, like, <laughs> I remember was, having friends who played polo and there was like water polo hell week and they kind of like buttressed it with mini buds right so okay it was like a build up to it but the only thing which saved me was Basically, any time that there was a firearms and a shooting test, I like won all the shooting tests. So that, even though it's average athlete, did you have a shooting background or just natural? Natural. I could just—I sh- don't know why I could just shoot. I had a BB gun, but like that was it. But like, I could just shoot, and so that really, really helped me out. And the guy was um, very forthcoming about that in the exit interview. He was like, "Hey, you know, your PT scores are fine. You know, they're just average. They're not—they don't suck." They're not amazing. He's like, that's fine, you know. And this and that. He goes, but you're shooting. You're like, you're shooting. That's fantastic. You know, we like that a lot. And I had had all those uh, regular traditional military mentors or whatnot back at the college, who didn't really know what was happening. And they'd put it in my head that, you know, obviously you want to be a good student. Nobody ever says, man, I'm so upset that I got good grades. It really just bums me out. Right. But they were just like, hey, you need to crush all your classes, and you know, if you don't get like straight A's, like seals take the best of the best so they're not going to take you and i was like i was paranoid and he's like do you have any questions for me and i was like oh i'm I'm nervous you know i'm a very average student i don't know what i'm going to do he goes i don't know if this is accurate he goes don't worry about your grades we're not going to (laughs) (laughs) and i was like (laughs) he's like don't get me wrong graduate he's like but 
I'm more interested in your shooting, your physical fitness, and how you did in chemistry. <laughs> so you go home, and now you're waiting for a letter. Had to finish out the senior year and all that good stuff, and you submit your official package saying this is what I want to do, and you just wait for an envelope to come back to the school one day, and it says either yay or nay. And, yet, and like so many other things, you had to say, this is my primary choice. If I don't get my primary, here's my secondary, uh, tertiary. Because the Navy's got you for four years. Uh, so you're going to do four years somewhere. That's Period. Stressful. End of story. So, and if that's all you want to do, like nothing else interested me. So if I didn't get that, uh, I don't want to be on a ship. I don't want to be it's on like a plane. A, it's like, I don't imagine, like, imagine like for applying for a job here, you want to be head of social media and they're like, the good news is you got a job. You're taking out the trash. Bad news is not head of social media. Start tomorrow. You're like, right. Fuck. <laughs> That's right. Job for four years. Yeah. So there's a, right. there's a, you're like, you got to commit before you know that you got what you want. And so when, do, so the light for your parents doesn't, they don't get, they don't fully appreciate you're going until that letter comes. Well, this, it was still an unknown, you know, and it very much so. And because it is just so freaking competitive. It really is. It, it, I mean, it's just, Nothing is guaranteed until you get it. And then even once you get it, 75, 80% of the people don't make it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, mom's last hope, could, she'd much rather see me on a ship chipping paint somewhere right. than being a team guy. So even if you get it, I mean, you don't know until all, it's a long, long, long road to say like, okay, yeah, he actually did it. So. I think that's more than enough for the people. We got our Sherwood fix. Wow. We haven't even gotten into buds yet, right? No, we'll wow. save that for the next episode. Damn, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, the old wonderful world. <laughs> Pat, thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, thank you, Pat. I hope the liftoff is a huge success. I don't see how it could not be. Um, I'd like to see you and Eric compete sometime <laughs> in some workouts. Ooh. Max reps two minutes knee push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're fast, man. You ain't fooling me. You're fast. I tell you what, you're at least fast in the first round of a five-round workout. This he guy runs. takes off like a shot out of a gun in hey, round one. He's so, he runs. The second you see him run like 10 feet, you know something's up because he runs weird, right? He doesn't like run like the rest of us. It's like a giraffe or something. It's like this. What's your deadlift? so Paris. light on his feet. 475 right now. Oof. At 165.3 body weight. And what's your 5K? Oh. He weighs naked. <laughs> he weighs naked. That's a heck of a lift. And what's your 5K time? 10K. 5'10 to 10K. 7'10 feet? 5K is 3 miles away. Yeah. A little over 3'2, I think. Yeah. It's better than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you sold a piece of your soul to trade off some publicity for um, the lift off in order to milk some of your deep personal? Hey, you know, whatever I could do to help the company. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got some great stuff to talk about. We got stuff to talk, we're going to talk about um, my feelings about um, Pat's programming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's what's a hint on that? And we'll talk about um, his career um, or his Bud's journey. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, I guess it's your feelings on CrossFit because that's all I program. We'll schedule. <laughs> let's, let's schedule. Let's schedule Pat for, for April. First week of April. <laughs>